Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're going to let this play a little bit for about five seconds. Nate, do you, have you ever heard of MTV, Yo MTV Raps? I've heard of it. MTV it was, was just a little bit Freddy before my time. And Ed Lover? A little bit before my time. All right. All right. You know, you know. Uh, we had my man Nick doing the dance. Did Ed you? Lover dance. Yeah, so, you, so anytime you produce, <laughs> you, you got to do it. <laughs> I got to do it? Yeah, this is old school and rolling solo, solo today. Solo dolo, as they like to say. We were brought to you by the Mercado. Located at 84th and Havelock, certified Piedmontese and their special ingredients and butcher shop where they have take-home meals like street tacos, family-sized lasagna, single-sized lasagna, and, and tacos. They have any type of pasta you want, seafood, any type of meat and cut that you want, along with desserts, their own beef jerky, turkey jerky, so forth and so on. So the Mercado, located at 84th and Havelock. We appreciate their support. So we're old school today. I just came in on the back end of Nate and Strick's con- conversation. So text line, if you're listening, you know I've been I was I was had a little bit. I turned you guys on a little bit as I was driving in and and doing some things today. And I and I've heard I heard Bach and in uh, Farley on their on their show. Are they uh, going at it. They're going at it. Bach was had a little bit of haterade pumping through his veins. <laughs> so the text line, I'm reading some of it here. So I want to ask you guys. Give me the give me your real reason why you would be okay or have a problem if Mickey Joseph was named the head coach next Monday, regardless of what happens this weekend. Okay, because my feelings is a little bit different. This isn't necessarily about wins and losses. It can't be because the metrics came out that you only had to win six games to get five million dollars. I can guarantee you this, Trev Alberts, if you listening, if I was a head if I was the head coach of this team, I can guarantee you right now that I'd be I would win six games. <laughs> I can guarantee you at the end of this year, we would have six games because if we had got down to the last last game and we had five wins and we needed that sixth win, guess who would be suited up magically? They're like, we got a transfer in it. <laughs> You're like, putting the Me. pads on. Yeah, I'd be in there. So light up the text line, 402-464-5685. Call in. Give us your thoughts or give me your thoughts. See where we can go back and forth. I wanna see, I'll want to. i read them right off on on air. No hating, you know. I, I won't. I won't uh, censor you. I won't give you the the dump button unless you start using some bad language. <laughs> they know? were coming at us. Uh, yeah, early, yeah. You know, I'm okay with. It. I've heard worse. Trust me. I played New York teams. You know. I, you know the funny <laughs> thing about playing in New York. I got cheap shotted by a, a a a New York Jet player who was funny. He was like the head of the NFLPA for a while. He was easily one of the dirtiest players I ever played against. <laughs> like essentially snapped my leg in half. So I'm on the. I'm. I, you know, the big thing. My grandfather was like. You know, I wanted to always walk off the field, right? But, Nate, I got, like, halfway to the sideline. I was like, nah. Not happening. Right. So, I'm on, the, I'm on the John Deere, right? And I'm going. This dude ran down, like, from, like, row 10. It was cussing me out. And then he was, like, screw Nebraska. 
<laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, dog, my leg is like broken here. Everyone you know, knows your business, right? Though, yeah. yeah. So trust me, anything you say on this text line, it won't won't hurt my feelings. The first one here from a regular, I don't know, four old. Let's see, the eight eight zero two five. He said he'd be okay with it. He's trying to build it from the bottom up and do it the right way. Boys, it sound like they finally believe. Other guy, Breezy. Breezy, Scott in the parentheses. I guess that's his name. is Scott Breezy. That's what we're going to call you. It's urban. I truly think it's urban. Boosters and fans want urban. Mickey stays for sure. Either way, we need to win now. It's been a long, long 20 years, and I'm tired of losing. Urban will fix this. Oh, he, he's saying it twice, so he must really mean it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now that Urban Meyer probably would fix it. The only problem is but, okay, this he is, says okay, Mickey okay, stays okay, either okay, way. Okay, hold on. We're, we're going to stay right there. We're going to get that. Then we'll yeah, get Cruz of Lincoln, Derek, Clan, John Clantonio, Clantonio, John. Dang, Ross. What, listen here. Hold up. <laughs> Keep coming. We're going to get to it. Listen here. They're, okay, Kelsey and Mississippi Mud. Is that Mississippi Mud Dog? It's Mississippi Mud Dog. Okay. How do you think it's a guarantee that Urban would fix it? He just was he, – he didn't even make it through like five games in the NFL. That's also in the NFL. Urban Meyer, every single place he's gone, the least amount of wins he's had in the season is nine. That includes Grambling State. Like Urban, Urban Meyer has what do you proven mean? that what, he is what do one you mean? of the – Urban, co- he, coached a, he coached at a HBCU? Or what was it? I'm almost no, positive Green. it was. Bowling Green. You, you know Grambling State is an HBCU. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I was You thinking. know what HBCU stands for? Yes, Historically what? Black College, yes. Is Urban Black? No. Okay, but, I want to make sure. Excuse we got to clarification. Bowling Green, excuse me. Okay. Including Bowling Green, he has only won nine games everywhere he's gone. Okay. But the problem is, if he wins nine games at his age now, he'd probably have a heart attack. So, No, I don't think so. He, he had a heart but attack at Ohio been. State when they won ten games. That's not why he was out. I if don't you know. know that, okay, we're not going to get into that because we've already been through that. But uh, you, but there's no guarantee you're going to fit. The Urban Meyer that you're hiring right now is not the Urban Meyer that took the Ohio State job. Well, the thing, uh, the, the bigger takeaway from this, This Jay, man tried to kick a grown man. I, I know. Well, okay. Urban Meyer has his own set of issues, but the biggest takeaway from this text that it has is Mickey stays for sure either way. You don't know Are that. we sure about that? You don't know about that. I don't, you, I don't know not, about that you're, at all. Hold on, you're not even sure. You, what? what who says Mickey's not going to get another offer from another school? Who says yeah. that Mickey's going to accept a demotion? Because at this point in time, it would be a demotion. Yes and no. Next guy, let me see. Dang, I don't even know how to work this thing, man. This thing is blowing up. We're going to start from the ty- Tyler. Let's see what he says. Urban would love the brass rail <laughs> for the offseason. This- <laughs> exactly. Let me see. Uh, 0389. Urban's a skank. He's best not to show his homely mug here. I hear you. Bubba, are you clowns with Urban Meyer business? Stop, you idiots. Shocker. Oh, VJ's gone. Okay. Let's see what Mississippi <laughs> Muck Doggy says. He says, Mickey's the man, great recruiter, great leader. The kids play hard for him. His only knock is the lack of head coaching experience, but I think that's overblown. He's well-traveled and has plenty of coaching experience. Uh, uh, 7754 Mickey. Uh, uh, 8796 Mickey. Derek. Let me see. Let's see what D- D-Rock is saying. Derek is in the car. Says I'm riding with Mickey because he's a great recruiter, great man. And he loves this place. He's here for it. Zero one four five. Enough, enough of Urban Meyer. I won't <laughs> say what else he said. Let's see what my man Ross says. Ross, without knowing what's going on behind the scenes, it seems almost like it like settling if we don't explore options outside of Mickey. On the flip side, it's impossible to deny that Mickey has already made improved state of the program. He clearly has the support of the kids. 
I'd like to think we can get someone who has ran a Power 5 program already, who has proven they know what it takes to get the job done. Let me see. There's some truth to that, but let me see what he says. We need Flex Seal. I highly doubt we will be able to recruit after the dumpster fire he started in the NFL. People uh, only know Urban because of the recruiting skills recruit. which Mickey has done, and Mickey will still stick around after four years. See, there's a lot of truth that, a lot of truth that truth to that right there. Um, let me see. What there's one that I haven't done. I'm horrible at this. Clatonia John. He says, I think we should name Mickey the head coach right now. You can just see the love and passion he has for football. Loves the kids and loves recruiting. There it is. There it is. All over the place. Mickey, Urban. I mean, I, I just, you know, the experience thing is always funny. It is. Because when we hired Scott Frost, nobody said it was, was a, experience wasn't an issue. The staff wasn't an issue. He's only been a head coach for two years, essentially for 18 months. It wasn't an issue. Um, Running a true Power 5 program wasn't an issue. Like, UCF is not a Power 5 program. No. Um, that conference is not a Power 5 program. So that wasn't a problem. So now we have – these are the new kind of stipulations that we have. Instead of – you know, this is what people don't understand. This is just my opinion, right? Um. And if somebody asks me, I'll tell them, when you're a head coach, you better look at the person first. Okay, who are you hiring as the person? Is he a worker? Is he, you know, you know all the, the qualities that you want in your head coach? You get what I'm saying? Um, and I think one of the one of the things I heard Nick Saban say when he was – he talked about when he left Michigan – when he was at Michigan State, went to LSU, and what he learned when he took over the job at Alabama. One of the things he learned was – his job as a head coach is not only to mentor and groom players, right? And he's like, I don't have a lot of contact with him. He's like, my biggest job is to make sure I'm continuously mentoring and grooming coaches because that's a direct line to the players. So when you have a young coach, right? So you got to think, okay, okay, the head coach that's uh, um, at uh, Georgia or was at Georgia or, or you know, Kirby Smart. Nick Saban, he groomed him. Went from DB coach, defensive coordinator. The guy there, linebacker coach, defensive coordinator, something. You know what I mean? Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. You know, back and forth. Where Bill O'Brien's had head coaching, but you got to understand these guys are. I mean, <laughs> experience is one thing, but every coach is still learning. Every coach is still learning because coaching. If you go say we got Dabo Sweeney, right? Just just you know, just say I'm talking about somebody from a totally different conference. That'd be awesome. He would still have to learn and experience how to coach in the Big Ten. It's a totally different it's a totally different atmosphere. And I and I would say the closest thing to the Big Ten is the SEC. And that's where Mickey came from as a you know, wide receiver coach. I think he might have been an offensive coordinator, co offensive or whatever it was, passing game coordinator or whatever. How important do you think it is too now that I'm mean, all the players speak very highly of Mickey Joseph and in the current environment of college football I feel like that's important that's what it a lot of people huge. aren't talking it about is like it is that huge. relationship that you have with the players is so important and he has that it's, obviously that, I just that's what I'm saying it's the it's the part you have got to you have got you have these these kids are the why right until they understand the why you know 
then they won't run through a wall for you. But they, but they, but these kids are under the surface. They're no different than when I when we came up. You, it just got to get to it a different way. Coach Osborne came up to you and said, "Hey, man, we're gonna run. Uh, you know, you know, over Panther Strong. I need you to run right through Chris Naoli's face." Okay, now you got to tell him this is why, and this is how you're gonna benefit from it. So you have to kind of – it's a little bit more of a high-maintenance type of coaching, but that's just part of the deal. And then you got to constantly re-recruit your roster. I think that, um, you know, Mickey – I think the, the Mickey understands – like the few times I've talked to Mickey, there isn't – there isn't, um, you know, a lot of BS. Like when he's talking to me, he's talking to me though. You get what I'm saying? It's me. Like we're looking at you, we're talking. And I can – you know, we're talking back and forth. So – it's give and take. So he's doing probably the same thing with the players. So it's a little different. Now, and this isn't just because Mickey has a different connection with the players doesn't mean that like Scott and the other guys didn't either. Because I could tell you this if for for factual, okay? Those guys on defense when I was there, they 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 liked Eric Schnander. I know that for a fact. I saw it. That's probably part of the reason why they played. You know, well, there was more veteran guys, more experienced, but part of that was there. So. um you know, I'm sure it's a, you know, I'm sure there's an evaluation process. I mean, and even Mickey said, look, this is Nebraska. You expect them to kind of interview other people. It'd be, you know, unless it was like a foregone conclusion, then, you know, you get what I'm saying? Then sure, then you don't. But, well, I mean, Trev even said he's going to. And that's like as he you He told should. you straight up. That's as you should. Right. And then once you go through the, you know, to be honest with you, I want you to do that because then once I, you know, get the job, then, you know, there's no what ifs, right? So then we've got to be all on board. So I think – you know, a lot of people, you know, it just depends on where you're at. If you want to get a name and you want to have something to talk about, then you're going to go out there and do the same thing we did before. And then, you know, it's around four years later, we'll be there later, later on. You want to get a coach that wants to be here for the next five to 12 years here at Nebraska. You're going to, that means what you know is going to happen in the next five to 12 years. You're going to start to ascend, maybe hit a peak, dip down a little bit because you just, that's the way, that's the numbers, that's the way football goes. And then you got to use the things that you got to send to get up there to that, like when you're in 10, you know, you're 10, 11, 12, and then you'll steady it. Then you'll continue along that path. People are going to try and poach you too once you get to that point. Well, the best thing that you could think of is they start poaching your coaches. That means you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we, when we were facing Illinois this weekend, Brett Bielema said that he learned from when he left Arkansas. He's like, we're doing some, we're doing some good things, and, we, and, I, and I put together a good staff because other guys were hiring a staff. Yeah, different in in free, and they were getting different jobs. And so what he did was he said he learned so much about himself, about what he did right and did wrong in the thirty days. The thirty he had thirty day the first thirty days, and then the next thirty days, so the the sixty days that he learned. And then he went around, and then you know he coached with Belichick a little bit in the pros, you know, uh, defense line, offense line, learned that a little bit, and then it was set himself up to you know obviously you know run another Big Ten program, and he came back and and done it. And I think. Another thing Nebraska fans shouldn't do, don't comp- there is not a lot of comparables. You know, don't compare well Brett Bielema did it in a year, so then this is what we, we should that's what the expectations of the part of the unrealistic expectations of Scott getting this job was he just had an undefeated season. So then everybody that's every what everybody kind of like went back to. Well he did it in two years at UCF, then he needs to do it here. It's a totally different ballgame. It was a totally different program that Scott took over, even though they didn't win a game. They had a lot of talent, and they just were a winning program a few years prior versus here. You went through 
a, you know, well, at least four years with Mike Riley, and I'm not, not even close to even a winning culture. And you had a lot of guys that didn't even under, wouldn't even want to work or at least come to play football. So you coming in and thinking, you know, versus, you know, ultimately taking over a program with no wins is a lot easier than taking over when you had some guys that had kind of like a fool's gold nine win season that one year of Mike Riley and maybe five games when he got fired. Whereas these guys have never won a game, so they're going to listen to do anything you say. You know, and then versus you get guys that think they know everything, they're going to revert back. They'll revolt on hard work. Whereas you got these guys now here, they're they're embracing it. You know, I think ultimately when you play football, when you play football and work at it, um, that if you, if it's a different feeling than when you've been standing around all day in practice because you're actually playing football. So whether you're first, second, or third team, it doesn't matter. You're playing football. That means you can actually go home and evaluate yourself. Did I do good today? Did I win today? What can I get better at? What I got worse at? So forth and so on. That's how you build depth. That's how you build a program. That's kind of what Mickey's doing right now. Yeah. Let me see. Okay, we got a question from Tom before we go into break. Jay, do you or we know with certainty that Mickey wants to be the head coach at Nebraska? Yes, we do. I certainly hope Mickey is part of the staff next year, if not the head coach. I will never speak for Mickey because I always feel like I don't like people speaking for me. There's a lot of guys that try to do that. I, I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. From what I gather, and I could almost – I'm not a gambling person, but if I had to bet a dollar, I would bet that he wants to be the head coach at Nebraska. He's coaching like it. He's not playing games. That's what everybody – like, He Mickey is not playing games. This is not dress-up. It's not Halloween. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? He's coaching this like he's the coach. The only people that's viewing him as an intern is whoever's putting it in front of his, his name. I mean, he literally got rid of the defensive coordinator. He's but he's he, calling the shots like he he's treating it like he's the coach. You're right, right. So why wouldn't you? Until you tell me otherwise, I'm the coach, and I'm going to do as such. But he's doing it for everything for the right reason. So the answer to your question is yes. I'm not speaking for Mickey, but I can only go by his actions, and that's better sometimes than me making some assumptions. We are going to head to break for next. What, we got a short break or a long break? Uh, six minutes. Six minutes. I feel sorry for you guys. You guys got to wait. 360 seconds to wait to get me back on here so we can spew some more stuff about uh, the press conference and so forth and so on. But it's old school. We're going to head into the break. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. 